from Los Angeles, California. This is the Writer's Strike Chronicles, and I'm Tanya Barnes. Hello, everybody. Today is Monday, February 4th, 2008, day 93 of the Writer's Strike. In today's episode, I'll wrap up a series of interviews recorded last week as I talk to Julie Crockett from I.O. West, actor Lindsay Sloan, and writers Eric Weinberg and Richard Mueller from the picket line in front of Fox Studios. Now, last night, as I uploaded the latest podcast and updated the Strike Chronicles blog, the LA Times was reporting, both online and then later this morning, a front-page story titled, Writers, Studios, Outline a Deal. However, the media blackout continues, so I'll share with you an excerpt from a letter from the WGA presidents Patrick Verone and Michael Winship that was posted online. Quote, Until we have reached an agreement with the AMPTP, it is essential that we continue to show our resolve, solidarity, and strength. Picketing will resume on Monday. Our leverage at the bargaining table is directly affected by your commitment to our cause. Please continue to show your support on the line. We are all in this together. So, in keeping with the spirit of the letter from Verona and Winship, tomorrow I'll hit the strike lines and find out what's happening. Until then, let's move on with today's episode. We'll begin with a plug from Julie Crockett of I.O. West. What's your name? I'm Julie Crockett. We're from the I.O. West in Hollywood, and since uh, the beginning of January, we've been having WGA strike support shows where we've been doing a 50-50 box office split to the Writers Fund. And this show is on February 4th. Kate Walsh is coming, Robert Ben Garanti from Reno 911, and a lot of the cast of The Office will be performing in the Armando show at 9 p.m. on February 4th. And 100% of the box office is going to the Writers Guild Foundation Industry Support Fund. Is there a website people can go to? Yeah, if you go to www.iowest.com, the full calendar's online. There's also a lot of other shows during the week that are giving their box office. Tonight, the Arma- Bob Odenkirk is hosting the Armando show. There's a show called Talk Show, the talk show, which is a, lo- a live talk show. And um, stand up and strike, hardly working. Tons of celebrities and writers are coming out and supporting the writers by performing for free and donating the box office to the writers' funds. How long have you been doing this, you said? Uh, it started in early January, and then kept, we were keeping right going into February. As long as the strike lasts, we're going to keep doing it. Is it building momentum? It is, it is. We've been having um, sold-out shows for the Armando Show every Monday. Drew Carey came out and did it. Uh, too many names. But, uh, yes, Ron Livingston came from uh, Office Space came out and did it. And Jerry O'Connell came and did Talk Show the Talk Show. And just a lot of people have been showing up to support and giving their time and talent. And tons of people have been turning out. We've been at capacity every time we've done the Armando Show so far. So it's, it's really incredible. Is it every Monday or just next Monday the 4th? Every Monday we do the Armando show and that's a 50-50 split. This show on the February 4th is we're doing 100% of the box office is going to the Writers Guild. So it's slightly more of a gala event. It's a $25 ticket with uh, Angela Kinsey and Kate Flannery uh, and Ed Helms from the office are going to be there. Jack McBrayer from 30 Rock's been coming every Monday to perform in the Armando Ensemble. And uh, Kate Walsh and, and Robert Ben from uh, Reno 911. So it should be an incredible show. Final question as we wrap this up. Legacy notwithstanding, what is the more powerful in- invention for writers, the internet or the printing press? Legacy notwithstanding. Um, I think it's probably going to prove to be the internet, just in terms of reach. It's, it's what it's done for... Um, 
the access to the work is incredible. So while right now it's very hard to moderate, <laughs> it's, it's definitely going to be a huge influence. I don't think it'll ever be moderated. When I don't think the internet was created for arbiters of taste. I think it was created for people to express. It was, it was created by hippies and revolutionaries <laughs> and they've planted that seed deep inside of it. It'll never be able to be fully controlled. Thank you so much. That was Julie Crockett of I.O. West. As she mentioned, tonight the WGA Strikes Support Show in collaboration with the Armando Show will take place. For information and to purchase your ticket, go to iowest.com. And remember, 100% of the proceeds will go directly to the Writers Guild Industries Support Fund. Okay, next up is Richard Mueller. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, hi, I'm at the picket lines with a complete stranger. Would you please tell me your name? <laughs> My name is Richard Mueller. I'm a member of the Writers Guild. How long have you been in the Guild? I've been in the Guild about 15 years. Okay. Is this your first strike? Well, this is my first union strike. I've gone out for anti-nuclear. I've gone, I almost said nuclear. Uh, (laughs) I've gone out uh, against the war. My first strike actually was when I was six. My dad took me to stand in silent protest against Joseph McCarthy. Wow! Can you tell us a story from that? Uh, I don't remember much about it. I was on the way to the hobby shop to look at toys. I didn't know much about that one. Okay, but it certainly left an impression, yes? Yes, well, uh, it certainly did, especially when I saw Good Night and Good Luck. Yeah. 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 What got you in the Guild? Pardon? What got you in the Guild? Married with Children. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wrote Married with Children, and I wrote some other episodes, but I'm primarily an animation writer, and I've been writing animation for 25 years, and we're generally not covered. Yeah, why is that? Wow, that's because Disney. (laughs) Oh, really? He didn't want to part with the dime, so he made sure that the animation writers uh, were shunted into um, Motion Picture Screen Cartoonist Guild, which does nothing for writers. No residuals, no health, and, you know, unless you're working all the time. So, um, I, you know, I've just been mostly freelancing. Okay. So, so, so do you pay, are you part of that guild or that? Uh, the Motion Picture Screen Cartoonist, I took what was called honorable withdrawal. What is that? That means you get out and to stop paying the money. <laughs> That's nothing like financial core, is it? Uh, no, okay. no, no. Okay. Um, I don't know where to go. Uh, well, okay. The, I've, uh, I found the strike to be fascinating. Um, There are all sorts of divisions in the guild, just as there are in the rest of life. There's a haves and a have-nots. And up until very recently, everybody seemed to be hanging together, but now there seems to be pressure to make a settlement as quickly as possible so all the have-writers can get back to work. And we'd rather have a good outcome, or we'll all be out on strike in June with the actors. Okay, now I'm hearing rumors that the strike will be over within two weeks. Had you heard that? I've heard two rumors. Two weeks or six months. Yes, okay. I, I don't particularly care. I will support the strike as far as it goes. Uh, and I don't, much, uh, I don't much worry about the time amount it takes. It's got to be done. Or we're going to be back in 1930 the way it used to be when performers of all kinds and creative artists were owned by the studios. Okay. So has the strike been a hardship for you then? Are you willing to wait it out this long? Well, I was in a kind of a hardship situation to start with, and uh, I'm willing to wait it out. I, I don't, doesn't cost me much to live. I'm mostly writing short stories and novels right now, and the short stories have been paying, and the novels are out there getting looked at. 
and I've got screenplays out, and they'll wait till the end of the strike. Okay. You just take life as it comes. So are you on the strike lines every day? I'm on the strike lines usually three to four days a week. Uh, I'm 61, and my feet tend to uh, get a little tired. Um, and I have other things I have to do, too. I paint to make some money, and to paint houses, I clean furniture, and I'm writing nursery rhymes to be translated into for five-year-old children so they don't scare them. Can you tell us a nursery rhyme? Have you got one off the top of your head? Uh, no, well, I, I, I've done some of the uh, Brothers Grimm stuff. Ooh. And, so, you know, as you know, and, um, and uh, Hans Christian Andersen, and those are from dark, cold countries, and they're scary, mm-hmm. and you don't want those for preschoolers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, that's the wind is getting into the mic. Um mm. This is the uh, Los Angeles Winter Carnival. Didn't you know that? What's up? <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Between rains. Okay. <laughs> so you've been on the strike lines every day. Has the has this process of striking, of the act of striking, has it enhanced your writing at all? Well, as far as my writing, um, I've written a couple what I call rants. <laughs> and put them out for friends on the okay. on the line. But mostly, since the strike started, I wrote a screenplay, turned it into a novel, sent the novel out. Uh, I wrote a couple of short stories and sold a couple of short stories, and it doesn't change. You know, I, I, I walk around here for a while every, every day I can, and then I go down to a coffee house and I write, and then I go back in the evening and write some more. Do you mind sharing any of your rants with me? Uh, well, these these are these are pretty complex, but they're mostly telling people around the country who aren't here what the strike is about. Okay. About and I, you know things that happen. I you know getting to meet John Edwards three times because I couldn't get out of the crowd, and uh, meeting the Munchkins from the Wizard of Oz, which okay. is a real thrill. Yeah, that was pretty neat. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that's that brings me to almost my, getting we're going to okay. getting the wrap this up. Um, what are the misconceptions that you'd like to clarify for any of my listeners who may be listening in Middle America? Mm-hmm. And there's quite a few that have. Right. Well, people are saying that the writers should settle because this is putting people out of work. Well, if we don't, if we settle and we get a bad contract, things are going to be a lot worse for everybody. That includes the craft guilds. That includes, uh, you know, all of the backstage people and the actors. So we have to wait until we have a good contract and go with that. Okay. My final question is: mm-hmm. we wrap this up for writers. What is a more powerful invention? Legacy notwithstanding, standalone mm-hmm. technology, mm-hmm. what is a more powerful invention for writers, the internet or the printing press? Printing press. Oh, it'll be here when the internet's gone. <laughs> yeah, but paper can be burned. Paper can be burned, but uh, didn't. St- then they burned a lot of them, but those books are all back on the shelves now, if you've noticed. So, uh, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> nice talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. Bye-bye. That was Richard Mueller from the Picket Line in front of Fox Studios. We'll wrap up today's episode with a conversation with actor Lindsay Sloan and writer Eric Weinberg. Let's roll. Yeah, okay. I'm going to let Lindsay start. All right. Why don't we start? We'll warm up. She'll jump sure. in. Eric. <laughs> Are we still overdoing oh, this thing now? Are we still what? I'm kidding. I wanted to warm up and then. <laughs> 
Okay. I'm at the strike. Oh, you're me married? Too. Oh, too bad. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> sucks. Fucking What? All right. We're at the strike lines with... Eric. Eric Weinberg. And? Lindsay Sloan. And Eric, I caught up with you last week at the strike lines. Wow, this is loud. Did you... <laughs> I just emailed you last night. Did you hear your episode? I've not heard my episode yet, but I am dying to. Okay. Yeah, you did really well. You're a very great interview. You're, um, you made my job easy. Very little cuts or edits. I have to say, I never knew I was so... Um, what's the word? Uh, art, artic... Annoying. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you, Lindsay. By the way, Lindsay, very lovely, is out today in SAG support of the WGA, which is very nice of our actors to come out here and uh, lend a, a, a few lovely faces and attractive faces to our otherwise slovenly group of... Uh, you, sir. Sure. I appreciate that. It's not like we really have anything else to do because there's nothing being filmed right now. So. Did you watch the SAG Awards last night? I did, I did. What was your take? Well, I mean, I'm an actor, so to me, I kind of embrace all of it, and I support the fact that everybody came out, and I think it's a great way to celebrate each other. I just think it's happening in such a sad time. So many people are out of work, and it feels like, you know, any way that we can get actors out there talking about the strike just to hopefully end this sooner than later is a good thing. Okay, now I'm hearing all sorts of rumors. I'm hearing two weeks. I'm hearing before Oscars. Have you heard that? And what's your take? I've been hearing that since the day the strike started. So I think, sadly, you can't believe the rumors until it actually happens. Yeah, that's true. That's and, true. That, and that's good advice just in general in life, I think. <laughs> yeah. What, not to believe rumors? Yes. See, you learn something new on the line every day. What do you think of the terms of the DGA and PTP agreement? What's your take on that? Well, I have to say, I'm being honest admitting that I don't know the, all the minutiae of the deal. Um, I do know that there's an issue with residuals, and I know having been an actor since I was a little girl, most of my living has come from residuals, and the fact that in between jobs, I live off of that money, and I think that that's... Those are important finances for a lot of people, and I think that, you know, if that's part of what everyone out here is fighting for, it's a very important thing. That's, that's sort of part of what I was saying badly a week ago, which is that the directors, with all due respect, most of them don't get paid in, ter in residuals. Um, directors will make some residuals, but most people in the Directors Guild actually don't make residuals off of their jobs. So it's really not that big an issue for them. They want to make fees and they want to move on to the next job. I think writers and actors are sort of more in sync that way, the same way as playwrights make royalties and songwriters make royalties and novelists make royalties off of sales. TV writers have always made some sort of little royalty. And again, to sort of state what I think is the obvious, we're not an, an upfront cost to the studios. We are asking for a little slices, little crumbs off of the profits of the, of, the, of the material that we help create. And the actors work the same way. They're just asking for, and that's why they're, again, I think like in support of us, as we will be with them if they go strike in June, is that we all work off the same thing, which is getting little crumbs off of the profits made by the studios, off of the stuff that we went out and did. Exactly. And we're in a business where jobs can be few and far between, sadly, and I think that it's important to be able to financially support yourself, and if that's a way for actors and writers to do so, then that's necessary money for us to have. Okay. Why is today so special? Why is there more people out here than I've seen in a long time? I think it's the change in the weather, and I really don't know. It's. Um, I think it's because I'm here. Yeah. You know what? It kind of is Lindsay Sloan Day at Fox, and uh, that's always a big turnout. Did you notice all the I love Lindsay Sloan signs that people are carrying? It's not even about the strike. It's really just about me. It really isn't. The strike is actually, in a way, keeping things down today, because uh, it's sort of almost taken away the focus from it being Lindsay Sloan Day. Exactly. That's because writers can't write for your day. I know, it's so sad. If they if they were able to prepare some material and do some interpretive monologues about how much they love me, I think that we would have more people out here. You guys can't see this on the podcast, but I'm right now doing interpretive dance on how much I love Lindsay. 
Uh, Lindsay, by the way, is going to be on Craig Ferguson Thursday. Now, of course, if I were not on strike... Don't tell anybody, because Lindsay's not funny. I don't have any writers to write for me, so I could really blow chunks. Are you also a comedian? No, not at all. No. She just said blow chunks, though, so I think there's obviously... Then obviously, I'm a comedian. <laughs> That's comedy gold right there. Anything you want to say as we wrap this up? Any misconceptions? Anything you want um, my listeners to know? Anything like that? I think there's a misconception that Hillary can't unite this country. Um, I think the woman can. No, I really don't, actually. Um, there's no real misconceptions, except that, again, I was talking to someone this morning who happened to be one of the... Um, oh, I don't want to name names. But anyway, I was talking to someone this morning. We were talking about the fact that... Uh, Again, there's this kind of notion, I think, that maybe still exists about greedy writers or even greedy actors. And the truth of it is, is that most people here are just happy if they're working. Yeah. And uh, the ones that are working, very few are becoming millionaires. Most people are working for pretty normal kinds of salaries. And we all know that if we're out of work, as we are right now, yep. we're never, ever going to make up the money that we're giving up by not being at work. Whatever the residual, whatever the deal that gets cut is, we're never going to make up the lost salary. The actors know that. The writers know that. So I think we're actually being reasonably... Uh, uh, selfless, not selfish and greedy here. Okay. And Lindsay, parting shots, anything you want to say? No, I'm just saying, you know, if anyone in SAG is listening to this, I think the best thing that we can do is come out and support our writers and support our friends and try to get this thing wrapped up as soon as possible. Final question. Oh, no. <laughs> what is a more powerful invention, the printing press or the internet? Oh, God. Well, I think, obviously, we're seeing, in, in our generation and in our world, definitely the Internet. Why? It, it's, it's, it's taking over entertainment and media as we know it, and I think that's, that's why we're out here fighting. And what about the printing press or, or, or the rabbit? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Eric. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. You have been listening to the Rider Strike Chronicle podcast, available for free through iTunes. For more information, visit us at www.strikechronicles.com. To contact us, please call 310-439-8754 or send us an email at info at strikechronicles.com.